0: Hello, podcast and monomania. Hope you're having the best day. Before we get into today's show, I want to make everyone aware of the importance of kindness and compassion, ingenuity, and a sense of cooperation are definitely needed at times like this. It's a great time for Neon, especially, but however many first-time listeners are, are unaware of just how deep we've gone, go into search within the show's listings and hunt around. You'd be super surprised at how many amazing Neon folks we've had on the show to date. And also take a screenshot or DM us. What I mean is let us know what you're hyped about. And it may just end up in our next episode and now today's podcast welcome to the mondo neon show argon neon helium xenon krypton transform and roll out the mondo Neon podcast i'm with brandon grant from gas and glass thanks for coming on the show bud
1: no problem thanks for having me
0: uh we were talking about this beforehand because a lot of times you get into it with guests and uh, just kind of this the, the dimension of you know what you know, you've taken large steps to become, you know, owner of the glass company right now, the neon shop, um, obviously been traveling and, and doing a lot of things. But what does it mean to sort of be a neon uh uh, sort of owner of a neon business you know what do you think about the impact of neon in general but maybe take us up into the point where you maybe had decided like look I'm I'm gonna do this this is it
1: yeah so <clears throat> I started let's see here I started uh when I was let's say 18 I was about to graduate high school at that time you know I had I mean high school for me at that time was just kind of like I'm ready to leave you know it had nothing more to give me really uh besides you know social you know friends and partying and stuff like that and I, at that point I had decided I, had, I was really into um um the pipe making scene so that that side of glass blowing, bench work and stuff like that and uh you know at that time around 2015 and right before that probably starting in 2012 the um pipe making industry i mean really just blew up as far as like what was possible what you know people were just taking it to such amazing lengths of what you could do with glass and a torch and uh if you're not familiar with that i mean i would i would advise anyone to go you know look into the history of history of you know modern glass pipe making in that industry but that's what really got me started in the glass world in in general and uh, so I went to school right after high school. I went to school in um, Salem, New Jersey, or I guess technically Carneys Point, New Jersey. There's a school there, Salem Community College, and it's like one of the last schools in America where you can get a degree in uh, an associate in science in um, scientific glass blowing. So think like uh, chemistry sets, but for scientific and, uh, you know, commercial use, you know, um that stuff can't be made by robots so there has to be someone you know to, to make that stuff but i'd say at nine out of the ten do uh people who were in that program were there specifically to learn how to make pipes bongs all types of pipes right and you know they would have all artists in that industry would come to that school would you know give you know uh, lessons or demos and then every year they'd have a job fair and you know if there was 10 companies they're looking to hire eight of them were bong companies production companies um who were looking for you know young glassblowers who wanted to do that professionally and they would always pay equal to or better than the traditional scientific glass companies
0: um because it was just such a glass. by the way i kind of uh, to completely unknown person who has no idea about that scene (laughs) it must be yeah it's quite interesting being in the middle of all that
1: yeah i mean it it was i mean it was so obvious to me uh i mean you know being in high school you smoke weed you get in
0: you know
1: (laughs) you become obsessed with it or whatever in whatever kind of way that you do and and i just become obsessed with just the pipes and going into you know head shops and seeing on the shelf you know not like You you see the generic Chinese-made bongs and stuff, but then there's a shelf in a case where it's this bong or this this pipe that's $3,000, and you're like, why is it $3,000? And you go into, look into the artist, and you see his work, and you understand that it's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is more than just, you know, something you smoke at it. This is actually like, this took a week to make, you know, so that's how I started to get into, into glass. And so being 30 minutes from, from Philly being about, you know, a two hour train ride from New York city, I would always go there on the weekend and, you know, I would see the neon of the city and I would see um, in both cities and I would just see in in that area of, you know, the Northeast, there's a lot of stuff from times past, you know, cause there's a lot of towns and cities up in, in the Northeast who their time came and it went, and you know a lot of this neon that's still there is kind of the only thing shining in in these kinds of these kinds of places. And I really, you know, became interested in it. And I ne- actually never finished my degree there, um, but I did email a, a, a neon shop in my area, and I went over there, and the guy, you know he wasn't started out as a bender but grew the company to be a full service sign company and they were huge you know in a big warehouse and he had this little section off for the neon and he had like i think like a girl there who would uh you know do the patterns and then in her spare time would you know practice in the fires and he gave me a little demo and explained it to me and you know I was like, oh, okay, so it's it's still fairly related. I mean, neon is like 99% science. So it, it was it was still very relatable to what I, I was learning um, mm-hmm. at the school. So uh, I moved back home and I was doing other things. I had a job as a design engineer, drawing blueprints for a company. And I tried to go back to school maybe for something else. I, I didn't think that um, – at that time, I wasn't really – I didn't think of neon – was going to be my career I just that's when I kind of linked it with what I was doing with something I was interested in and about I'd say 2018 2018 I was living in Tallahassee Florida Uh, a lot of my younger brothers and a lot of my friends were going to Florida State University so it was really cheap to live there and I wasn't really doing anything so I, I moved over there and uh, I just partied for a year and then one day I was like you know I want to get back into something that you know that I, I used to have passion for and that I was really interested in and I hadn't blown glass in probably like two years I hadn't been on any t- kind of torch in about two years so I sent out probably 50 emails to every neon sign shop in the country, in every state, every major city. I just looked up neon shop, neon signs in every city, copy and pasted the email to every single person, you know, changed the name of whoever we're sending it to or whatever. But I, and I
0: pause because I find that, you know, it's it's, it's sort of honest advice. I've, I've said it here on the show a thousand times. I probably maybe just haven't drilled it enough, but I did want to make it a point to, anybody who communicates with maybe one or two people and kind of calls themselves out and just says you know I just you know I think that's it you know that's as many as as many as asses as I've, I've gotten me is that that's just a prime example of just a classic you know it's not one and done it's it's yeah. a sequence of events and rather than sort of just put yourself into one or two places, that series or that chain of events really and we'll kind of get to the end of this but it's kind of giving yourself a full-fledged chance you know why is it not that it can be everybody that you reach out to and it's it's a bit of like you know the net amount of your worth i mean it's going to be classic enough for someone come out and say oh you know we, we we don't have a position available or we don't have a situation open um but yeah, I just, you know, that, 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 that mindset is really important. It can go on. I just wanted to shut that out. Yeah, no,
1: that, that is, I mean, that's what got me to where I am today. And I mean, people who are afraid of rejection, I mean, what well, life is rejection and you're always going to get rejected or said no to all the time. And I mean, the quicker you understand to just brush it off, I mean, the farther you're going to, you're going to get in your career or whatever you're trying to do. But yeah, I, I sent, you know, a bunch of emails out and I'd say like, 40 of them, I got no reply. Uh, 40 out of the 50, I got no reply. Seven out of the 50 said no. And then the three that did kind of give some interest, three shops were one in Seattle, uh, Precision Neon in New York City, and uh, the Neon Company in uh, Atlanta. And you've had on, you know, a bunch of people from some of these shops. And um, I had not yet discovered this podcast at this time, but um You know, they were like, sure. You know, I don't don't remember if I was asking for a paid position or just some kind of, I just wanted to, I wasn't really doing anything. So anything was better than nothing. And, um, you know, at that time, I was was like maybe what, 21 or 22. And... um, you know i'd already moved around a lot i mean after i went graduated high school moved to new jersey um, my mom lost her job and so i wasn't able to i had to pay for everything myself like luckily the town that of salem new jersey it's a very poor town and my rent was only 250 bucks a month and which is insane to some people to hear but that is goes to show how and my room was basically a closet with a closet so it was worth the 250 dollars um but so I was, you know, I was ready to just go anywhere, and I would be able to figure it out. I had like, you know, maybe two thousand dollars saved up, plus whatever I could sell my car for if I could move to a city that I didn't need a car for. And um, so the the first, the closest person, or the closest shop to me was the Neon Company in Atlanta. And so one day, you know, set up a time with with um, uh, with Greg and then um, the owner of the shop and. You know, I went over there. I drove up with my friend, and uh, it it didn't go well at all. And I, you know, I could just tell. I went there, and I didn't, I hadn't been on the fire any kind of torch in years. And I, you know, I was like, okay, well, if this is an interview, I definitely failed it. And um, you know, I had to, I had to go drive back to Tallahassee, which is about uh, like four hours away. And nothing became of it. And I was like, okay, well, that, that stinks. But, you know, I'll move on to the next person. So the next place was, they were like, yeah, come. precision. Yeah, in New York City, they were like, yeah, I come. And I said I was going to, you know, be in town. And they were like, yeah, I come. So I moved out there to New York City. I got a, an apartment pretty quickly and uh, with, like, no money. And I was living in uh, Williamsburg. And so, you know, the first day I went there, I think the, f- the first person I met there was Kate. Oh, I forget what her, what her last name is, but I think uh, you've Kate had her T. on. Hush, maybe? Yes, yes. yeah. And uh, she was the first person I met in Cody Schaefer. And uh, they kind of were the people there
0: who... Yeah, we had Cody on the show. We had both of them on the show, actually. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So I, um,
0: so you, I so you the recognized thing. the trends there and you, you kind of shifted focus, which is great. You say you're going on... <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I'm there and I'm like, I'm ready to learn, like, you know, and so yeah, precision neon. I was there for maybe about uh, a month and a half. I was not there long. Um, David um, Ablon, he was just, I think he was like, he was like, Oh, you don't smile enough. And I was like, Oh man. So uh, that ended. But while I was there, I, made my first neon sign and it was really simple um it was just kind of like a wavy kind of image and i bent it all by myself attached the electrodes all by myself and cody pumped it up and it lit up i brought it back to my apartment and showed it to my roommates and you know it was the first time where i was like wow that like i remember the first time i made my first pipe and then that the first time i made my first neon sign it was like i made this with my hands this is crazy." Um, so after that ended, I moved back to Tallahassee and I, again, was not doing anything, but coming back from that experience, I realized, you know, I can do anything if I set my mind to it. And especially with neon, I know now I, this is something that I can do. And it is something that, you know, I I was obsessed with just visually how it looked and just the craft of it and everything. The science yeah, what was
0: kind of cool too, is it was a little bit of like, kind of a little bit like I call it a litmus test. I always tell people that the, the better factor and all of that is just to try it. And it may not be your favorite food, but you know, you have some sort of idea of what it is or, or, or thought on it. You know, so many people yeah. are sort of given this idea and then the impossibility of doing it is just, they haven't done it. And so it's cool. Yeah. to Have you kind of officially tell that story? Cause I think it's going to help a lot of people um especially yeah yeah we kind of trying to uh personally kind of take it take that next step um and you know neon isn't the easiest thing in the world to work with <laughs> or be working yeah for. i mean uh so
1: the the barrier to entry is extremely hard i mean i pe you have to find a shop that's willing to let you to, willing to let you go there you know a lot of i mean now it's starting to change but a lot of shops are just old owned by just older guys. And, you know, they're trying to ride it out as long as they can. And they don't want to teach other people because they're afraid, you know, they're going to take their work. Fear. yeah. Um, simple, simple um, word it,
0: fear. I just want to point out that word fear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're worried that they're,
0: they're worried their job is going to get taken by the next guy who's going to eat their lunch for the next time. I mean, it's, it's complete confusion, especially when it comes yeah. to it. it's, it's mostly fear and it's a lack of perspective to be honest i yeah. think the newer artists understand the difference um, and it's a networking game and most of this is very much similar to other industries so you'd have to follow the same process um it's a series of doors and uh and networking and just not to get it confused you know i think people it's very important they understand that lesson that um you know it, it, it makes sense you know to have uh, a barrier you know anything difficult to do uh, is purposely there so
1: yeah, yes, his, yes.
0: Serendipity kind of led to the next decision, which was, you know, what's the connection between Washington now?
1: Yeah, so um, after that, uh, I moved back from New York, probably, you know, another year, six months went by, and I emailed the Neon Company again, because they were already so close to me. I mean, why not just try again?
0: Um, and they were
1: like, yeah, I think I remember, uh, come back. And so I was, I have family in Atlanta. So I just, you know, straight up moved there. My, my grandma lived there. At the, she passed away recently, but she lived there at the time. And, um, you know, I just moved there to a new place again, Atlanta. And Atlanta an amazing city. I love, love, love Atlanta. And, and he was just like, he was like, you don't need a job. You just need someone to like, let you sit here and burn yourself a hundred times. And then you'll figure it out. And so that's what's what he let me do. I just go there every day because uh, they don't, they had uh, three benches. and well, two, One of them was being used full time. One of them was blazes. And then the other one was uh, this lady who worked there. Um, but she had stopped coming in as much because her mom had health issues or something. So I, I, I would go there every day. I'd text them in the morning, be like, hey, can I come in today? And he'd be like, yep. I would just go there every day and they had just, you know, stacks of patterns and I would just try, I would pull a pattern out of there and, you know, try and, try and make whatever it is, you know, and then I'd spend a whole day making O's, which is hard. And then I'd spend a whole day making keys and I, I just would try and finish an open sign. And, you know, I would never ask anyone for help because, you know, they're, you know, they're working, everyone's working. So I would just sit there with, you know, the music playing and, really try and try and try. And I'm not, honestly, I, I didn't really talk to, to the people there much, except uh, Greg or whomever. And, and, you know, I would just sit there every day and just do as much as I can. And when it was the day was coming to an end, you know, I would go home and sometimes they would have me like go deliver a sign somewhere or go pick something up or something. And, uh, you know, I was there for maybe about a year. And, you know, I accomplished a lot as far as my abilities, as far as, I mean, from where I started. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do the rest of my life. Like what the next step is to either, you know, buy all my own equipment um, or buy a shop. But again, I didn't have the skill at all. I didn't even know how to bombard anything. I didn't have, I still had like basically no skill. So i was like i either have to find another place like this which is going to take me a while or i could pay someone to teach me which is going to cost me a lot of money or i could buy an existing business and uh you know learn from the uh, whoever is the glass blower there and that last option was seemed the most impossible and so you know time went by in 2020 i Corona had just happened in February. I moved back to you know, my parents' house in South Florida. And um, Corona was locked down. I didn't have a job. Luckily, Florida you know, was one of those states where they weren't as serious about Corona. and so you know businesses were business was booming in Florida. I mean, I got a really good job for an electronics, uh, a marine electronics manufacturer. I got a raise in 2020. You know how many people are able to say that, and uh, I saved up all my money, a lot of money. And um, you know, my best friend from high school had also, you know, had money, and um, he graduated from UCF with a degree in uh, restaurant management, which it was now at the time, you know, a pretty much useless degree. So he was like. You know, a lot of people don't know restaurant management degree is the same as any other business management degree. So you learn all the same stuff. And I was every week I would look on you know, websites and Craigslist and whatever, looking for either a business for a guy retiring or closing or a, a shop selling off their neon equipment. And I found this article in the Colombian, in, which is a local newspaper here in the area. And they did an article about how Roger, the gentleman who I bought the business from, you know, he had this neon sign business for, you know, over 30 years. He was, you know, got a lot of contracts in the 90s with the craft beer boom and stuff like that. And, you know, now he's starting, he wants to retire and pass on the business. And this is what really set it off for me. Dave, who is now, you know, my head glassblower, it wants to move on with the new owner. Cause you know, he still needs a job. So I shoot him an email. I said, Hey, is the business still for sale? And he's like, it is. And I was like, well, let me give you a call tomorrow. So I give him a call and you know, uh, like a month or two later, me and Seth fly out here and last October, we check it out, you know, we meet them and you know, it was great. And, uh, and, and, you know we signed the paperwork on in january this year wrote them a check and became the official owners of gas and glass neon and um and for a lot of yeah, people so you know, here
0: we are specifically in that area um you know gas and glass has a had had a certain pedigree and i think a lot of it it sure must have been a, a little you know well a lot of pressure i mean seeing as that you had a lot of experience it still sort of remains to be seen that you're like, okay, can I pull this off? Was there, uh, is there sort of still that pressure of uncertainty or how can you, you know, how can you tap back into resilience? Because it seems like you've gotten through a lot of ups and downs and I'm just thinking, you know, how can you help other people that are listening right now or any thoughts on that?
1: Um, Yeah. Like the resilience of, of, you know, of, you know, let down or, you failed at something or you know and bouncing back from it yeah i mean you just is that what you're asking sorry yeah
0: yeah basically yeah
1: so i mean yeah you just gotta pursue it i mean people are gonna say no to you and that's okay that doesn't mean that you know you're doing something wrong i mean sometimes it is but i mean you just keep pushing through maybe that's just you know
0: yeah yeah there's all different types of avenues and you know this 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 you know sign maker if you will you know back in the day his shop had quite a lengthy you know group of people like you said who were following him and um following what he was doing especially with that uh is it is it some is a situation where you know because of him almost being forced to close you know thinking of the impact of the community is the community now kind of reach out to you and sort of uh, have you been able like what's been the response of the town
1: oh roger was not forced to close roger was uh ready to let it ready to retire he became uh these are his words so roger if you're listening that's what you told me he uh he just i don't know he came became just not sick sick of it but he became he was like hey i'm over it you know i'm 69 my wife's retired i have my place on the hill and you know I'm, i'm ready to pass it on to someone else now uh, when I, when I bought the business and, you know, I was getting, meeting all of our, the, re- the reason I, I was really, 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 really interested in the business was not, was m- mainly because Dave wanted to stay. And so I had, you know, uh, a master to be an apprentice under, which has so far been amazing. Dave is an amazing guy. And, uh, but the, the, not the accounts, but the, the businesses that he's been working with for 30, for 30 years, you know, so Uh, If you're from this area or if there's listeners from this area, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of McMinniman's, You know, it's a very large, um, they own, uh, you know, bars, restaurants, hotels, spas, vineyards, you know, all all under this McMinniman's name. Every single one of their locations has neon. Every single one of those signs we made. And so, you know, he he had all these relationships with You know, he, Papa Murphy's, uh, another client of ours, Papa Murphy's, take and bake pizza. They're a national chain. And, you know, we were able to, we made all their neon for in every single location that they have around the country because he got, he was able to, you know, get this partnership with them when they were one location, you know? So I was really interested in, you know, being able to learn, but also seeing that the business, uh, you know, there is so much more that the business could be doing. That he just was, you know, he's getting old, and he was like, you know, and I, I, am ready to pass it on to someone else. So
0: clearly, I mean, if, you, he- if you're, you know, in some ways, I guess what you know, uh, you know, a lot of sign makers make their way in different, you know, in different pieces or or different, you know, uh, I should say jobs or, or clients they have. You know, being kind of a new entrepreneur yourself, is there anything yeah. you, you know you can tell other people that are trying to navigate this during challenging times, like with pandemics happening and things like that? Yeah. I mean, who don't have like a book of business? Have you have you seen? Now, it?
1: I would say now is a good time to get into something uh, because I mean, it's a it was a great reset. A lot of people closed. I mean, businesses that couldn't hang on were forced to close. And so this is, you know, it's an opportunity for someone else to come in their place. I mean, even in just starting in your garage, I mean, that's just how a lot of things get started. And you're not, you know, don't expect yourself to, you know, I'm going to own some big company because, you know, that's not what, you know, I did or, you know, the company that I bought is, you know, not at any size big. Uh, It's just a shop just like any other and you just start like any other sign company you know you just get you start with one set of torches and you know one customer and then you just you know do another customer and you just keep just keep moving forward and you know if you stick to it and you this word is kind of overused if you hustle but if you really do you just put you just keep you know do something once a day send one email out a day or you know make one post a day as long as you're doing something consistently you know you you know You'll get something out of it, even if it's not monetary gain or a career jump or something. It's, you know, it's a, a personal gain. You know, experience that will help you out in life. You know, like I, there's things that, you know, I've learned not in any shop or in any job, but just you know how to talk to people, how to you know facilitate facilitate a project. You know, um, how do you, how do you there's feel things
0: about the uh, kind of the evolution of now with neon like where it's at right now with the kind of the new era of neon versus any yeah older signs that you see in the area have there been any kind of um you know i guess you could say you know that evolution because it has changed quite a bit i mean even every era has its own i mean this idea of coming back i always kind of bark at it because you know the burial of neon happens every decade it's like so-and-so is bringing it back and i just kind of laugh because i'm like can they, the news articles at the time that's what they kind of gravitate towards because it's a bit dramatic but let's be honest i mean is there anything that you've that you've seen come up or, you know i've been surprised like oh wow i never saw that come in like you know with the whole portland thing and the move
1: yes so portland is a very very much a neon city i mean it has so much historical neon every single business and restaurant and store has a neon sign and um you know it's it's just it's caked it's you know the city in when it's not summer as it is right now a beautiful summer in the winter or the fall you know it's cloudy it's rainy but that neon really just cuts right through that and so it's it's really it's used as a you know very bright attractive medium for advertisement i mean it is in full use here in the city and so i mean the new wave of neon i mean I, i love it uh i mean you it's now becoming it's now not being seen as like something shady or like in a as a beer sign or as you know some like a
0: a novelty or a. it's not a novelty (laughs) no
1: yeah it's now i mean you go into any club you know you go into a club they have some saying in pink cursive neon and you go into a restaurant it's the same thing it's it's now being used as
0: yeah i think it's a a standard actually now
1: yeah i mean it's at a bar if you can use led and then you know this is you know a conversation we have in this industry all the time you know neon versus led i mean go ahead and put up an led sign next to a neon sign you know your customer is going to make that decision the right way the neon sign every single time you know there's a price difference but you know value you get out of it is you know people love neon even if you grew up somewhere where you've you know, you've never seen a neon sign. You've seen it in a movie. You've seen it in TV shows. You've seen it in some video somewhere on YouTube. And you go to some place and they have a really cool neon sign on their wall. You want to take a picture of it. It's just, we're, humans are attracted to that light like flies. I mean, it, it, it's such a beautiful <laughs> I think light. It
0: compli- it con- only what complicates the matter is when companies and groups sort of send disinformation around and i think it really helps i've talked about it too before is the best thing you could do is just educate consumers about what well, the differences between the two of them are you know kind of uh, spending time attacking one versus the other is kind of a um is a is a quick way to lose that you know conversation but i think the knowledge and the understanding of how these signs work and the functionality of them ultimately weigh out you know versus and like you said is You know experimenting with lighting i mean is important you know there are marketability factors that will make those decisions for you whether the client finds it one way or the other um the simple truths of led versus neon will continue to exist and i think they'll coexist in a lot of ways it's kind of the cd versus the you know the vinyl record you know i mean it, it as a metaphor but you know each serves a completely different purpose
1: no, yeah, exactly. I mean, I use, we use LED in on uh, some of our signs like um backlit signs that may be, you know, making, uh, you know, a tube for the backlight may not be the best solution. You know, you want to give your customer the best solution to whatever they're trying issue or problem they're trying to solve. And so, you know, mm-hmm. LED, of course, has its place in the sign industry, but, you know, neon, it's, you know, it's a category of its own, you know, so you know I, I this the city is um i mean now that it's you know opening up again and i mean it's really coming to life and we've been the past month i mean i've been swamped with, I, I was with gonna interest. ask you what's
0: been the most sort of satisfying moment because you know is it the kind of the handing off of the shot from roger who you know took it upon himself to to you know, build things up or, or was it, you know, kind of, I mean, of course it is this, this, the shop kind of, you know, now taking it on as a, as an operator. Um, But anything that like sticks out for you?
1: Uh, The most um, let's see here. I'd say, I mean, the first time I got, I delivered our first sign under our ownership. That was, that was, you know, I was like, wow, this is the first, uh, first check, you know, I've ever gotten for something like this that I've that I've done and that was a big moment but I mean every it's only been six months since we bought the business and then we've only been in our the current location
0: uh yeah tell, tell remind everybody where you are right now and we talked about Portland. yeah
1: so we're, we're we're in Ridgefield we're in Richfield, Washington so uh we're about you know 20 minutes north uh, on I-5 um from Portland uh so Portland sits on the border of Oregon and Washington and right on the other side of portland there's vancouver and you know right above that there's ridgefield and uh, that's where roger had his shop for 30 years and we moved to um, a little bigger place about you know a couple houses down from him and uh and so that's where we're at now and uh, of course if you're in the area go ahead and shoot us an, an email or something you, you know you're more than welcome to come by
0: and yeah, we'll put them um, but- in the, we always have really good show notes we'll put it in there and yeah i guess uh you know nearing the end here any quotes or i guess final thoughts on things you'd like to share i guess your milestone really is just recent but um you know anything that you're excited about as things come together for you guys yeah
1: um yeah i'd say just you know if, if you're getting into neon um you know it, it it's definitely a harder art form or craft or trade to get into but i mean once you find that your 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 crack in the wall as soon as you find your way in you know really go for it you know because i uh, i mean i'm looking to hire another glassblower i mean you know i'm sure there's there's always work for glass benders, you know so if yeah, you're really I'm trying to get there's a lot it. of
0: people that actually are listening to this right now uh how do they contact you you've got an email i'm guessing
1: yeah, in, info at gasandglass.com. Go ahead and just – you, um, if you're if you in the area, go ahead and shoot me an email with some pictures of some stuff you made, you know, and if you want to come in, I'll, I'll slap a pattern in front of you and see what you got. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just keep pushing forward and just – not even neon. I mean, anything, any sign, any craft, any trade that you're trying to do, you just got to keep going, you know, just keep going and, you know – even if you don't succeed, what you learn from that experience is priceless. And that's so. That's all I could say about that.
0: That's awesome. I think it's a good a good way to end the show, um, Brandon. Uh, thanks so much for coming on from Gas and Glass, everyone. Um, I appreciate the not only just the the, the perspective, um, but more importantly, like I said, I think just the the pedigree. Uh, you've got a real strong will and uh, and, and a lot of excitement around what's happening i know for a fact it's going to go well so um, super super jammed uh jamming for you and then hopefully historically is going to work out well but definitely thank you for sharing it and uh your your information with us and um congrats
1: thank you thank you if i could just say one thing max I've been listening to your show for, or for the to podcast for, for a long time. And I got to say one thing, you have to make these things longer. I, I keep, there's 20, 30 minutes and I keep, I, there's not enough of them. I, I want to listen for hours. You know, there's so much insight your guests have and I, I just wish they were longer, but thank you for having me on the show. I, re, I really enjoyed
0: it. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up and as always, thanks for listening.